Hey, Maddie. <laughs> oh, you're not answering the phone. That's okay. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say I'm I'm driving cross country, and you wanted some pictures of all the places I'll stop and stuff. But um, you know, I've got this really cool pic of my cat, so I'm gonna send it your way. Um, let me know. <laughs> Hey, it's me. Uh, must have missed you. I'm just sitting here in Minneapolis, you know, finishing up the move. Went and picked up like a thousand boxes from my old place that my mom set out for me because I apparently left them there. A lot of weird clothes from the early 2000s, like 2011 kind of era. I've lived in that house for a long time, but there was this very unfortunate orange leopard print dress. And I'm a little ashamed that I ever wore that. But I'm also proud of my past self that I wore that because, you know, if you're not going to wear a dress like that in 2010, what, what are you even doing? This is I've lost the thread of this message. Basically, I'm sad I missed you. Call me back. Uh, hopefully we can talk soon. Bye. Hey, Maddie. Missed ya. Or you missed me. Or I don't know anymore. Um, um, you know, just in the middle of the desert, uh, surrounded by what I assume are um, giant desert monsters that I can't see because it's so dark. Um, running out of gas, help me out. <laughs> Pick up your phone, thank you. Bye. Welcome to the long, awkward pause podcast stories. <laughs> now that we got the one out of the way, we'll never do we'll it again. We'll never, ever do it again. <laughs> Welcome to the long, awkward pause podcast stories to bridge the gap between our lives and the distance between us. I am your co-host, Corby. And I am your co-host, Maddie. That was, like, weirdly enthusiastic. <laughs> but you know what? It's been a long time since we've recorded a podcast together. So the enthusiasm been. is completely warranted. How long has it been? At least seven years? At least, you know. Um, uh, I was like I moved to Bali for a while. Months. You know, I did my Eat, Pray, Love adventure. And, oh. you know, I kind of stopped after Eat. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> um, but a lot of that, what's been happening with you? Um, I have finally seen Mamma Mia in its entirety. The first um, one, right? That's yes. only like eight years late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I've finally seen it, so it has been quite an adventure. Um, my life is different. That's beautiful. 
Eating a lot so of pizza, he, too. What? Eating a lot of pizza, too. That's how we do. Yep. On my diet. But anyway, so we're back, though. Back in the podcasting saddle, in a very different saddle, because now we are no longer in the same room, which feels really, really weird. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you avid fans of our previous podcast, Mildly Awkward, <laughs> we were always in the same room, and now we are not. And now your lives are richer for knowing this. It's interesting, because we did get our lighting down, so we look like we're in the same room, <laughs> but we're not <laughs> not quite. Where are you currently, Maddie? I am still in Minneapolis. Um, well, still in Minneapolis. I am in Now I live in Minneapolis, as well as work there, um, in the great Midwest, and hanging out in my house with the dog. Where are you? I am currently in the back of a wagon. Um <laughs> In 1991. <laughs> he time-traveled as well as traveled to a different location. But also, like, not inaccurate. Like, in a wagon, 1991. Like, I didn't <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, In a covered wagon. So it's like you were a, a Civil War reenactor from the 90s, is mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yes. So it's like two layers. <laughs> so your, like, oh. uniform has, I don't know. My like, uniform? Frosty lipstick, Me as a black man in a uniform. Oh, that's true. (laughs) During the Civil War. You have, like, Maddie's Privilege air horn or something like that. (laughs) One of the many features of our new podcast. Now, I am in uh, Santa Barbara in one of our Acacia offices. Yeah. So we're... Sorry, what? (laughs) Who happens to be one of our sponsors? That is true. Acacia is still one of our sponsors. So basically, we're, we're recording a podcast again, but this time we are way farther away from each other. I'm in Minnesota. You're in California. It's a very different, very weird. Also, we have a different name, Long Awkward Pause. What mm-hmm. is that all about? Uh-oh. We just decided to change it up. <laughs> I don't know, I don't <laughs> know what it's about. And that was the beautiful story of our origin. <laughs> um, we just really wanted a new logo, something fresh, something clean. Um, so we, we just reinvented our entire lives. <laughs> that is true. Although I do want to know from listeners, go on our Facebook page because it's a, it's um, Long Awkward Pause on Facebook now. Do I look slightly manic in the new logo? <laughs> because... There's this weird look in my eyes, the way that the artist drew it. I mean, it's a beautiful logo, but I keep seeing, I'm like, there's a weird look in my eyes. <laughs> so I want to know, from an outside view, do I look a little bit manic in our new logo? I think it's like, um... <laughs> I, He's I trying to it, save it and he can't stop laughing. <laughs> well, no, because I wouldn't say manic. I, like, the feeling I get is you're like, hey... <laughs> like flirtatious? Like, Maybe yeah, this is why I'm single. Like flirty... But I think it was my flirtatious eyes. It's really my manic eyes. I'm like, hey. <laughs> no, I think it's like a very, like, yeah, very casual, flirtatious look. Okay, now I'm scared of myself. Um, <laughs> so long, awkward pause. We're in different cities. We're trying to bridge the gap between that distance, but we're also bridging the gap with other things. Yeah. So each week we'll take on a topic per year, um, but this time we're, we're just going to tag it from different perspectives. It's not going to be as like, like, here's a wacky topic. It's more... Well, don't um, diss our old podcast. <laughs> well, our old podcast was shit. And everyone oh my knew gosh. It, so I'm just kidding. No, I love Mildly Awkward, uh, RIP, Mildly Awkward, um, and everything it stood for. Um, but no, I mean, we're just taking like a... A slightly different perspective. It's not going to be like too different. We're not going to 
we're not like throwing the body of mock under the, a car yep <laughs> mock being that was weird <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we should read okay let's like read the blurb though because we have this is our new <laughs> updated podcast a little different it's more yeah. about distance more about bridging stuff um so let's read the read the description for us corby oh okay <clears throat> okay okay in in that voice no not in that voice <laughs> Maddie, a recovering homeschooler and greatest therapist in the making. Corby, a public school survivor and soon-to-be off-off-Broadway playwright. Together they host a Long Awkward Pause podcast, telling stories that bridge the gap between their childhoods and adulthoods, one hilarious topic at a time. Yay! That's so good. it's all about, like, the gaps and the spaces between us physically, and also we were talking and we have really different upbringings, so like different. Corby said. <laughs> So different, yeah. No, like Corby said, I grew up homeschooled. I was in, you know, well, my parents still are fairly conservative and religious, and I grew up on a hobby farm for some of that and lived abroad for a little while. So I have a very strange upbringing that definitely impacts my point of view as an adult now, and I think your upbringing, Corby, was very, very different than mine and also really informs Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, like the slums of New York um, as a beggar for ages three to five. I really just kind of learned what it took to be, you know. I'm okay, <laughs> if you say that, though, people are going to think I'm making it up, and I need you to help me convince people I'm not lying when I say, <laughs> you know, that I was, you know, homeschooled and, yeah, no, I, you know, lived on a farm in the middle of well, nowhere. I think if, if, for those who have listened to the podcast before and have listened to a lot of what we discussed, um, it is there is so many differences because like for instance like homeschool i had such a i mean i still do have like an idea of what it is and i think a lot of people do it's just kind of how it is um i grew up public school which i grew up in public school (laughs) wasn't public school myself um and i think a lot of people identify that way i think yours a little more unique that not many people (laughs) homeschool um but yeah I, i think there's like a lot that went in and kind of um like, for instance, like, being on my own, like, going to college and then being on my own there, but also just, like, being kind of the weird, colorful kid with no money trying to be myself but not ever doing yeah. it and then finding my path in kind of, like, this different way. And But, yeah. Yeah, so we both came at it from very, very different angles, too. Like, even school-wise and, like, what we studied mm-hmm. and what we thought we were going to be doing and where we got to, which is another gap that we can bridge, which is, like, what we... How we grew up, where we are now, what we thought we would do, what we're doing now. All very interesting. We're going to talk about it all. But first... Our topic of the day. I, our topic of the day, Catholicism. yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a... I mean, it's very timely, but oh my goodness, is it a mess right well, now. I, not that it's ever not a I mess. I grew up... Um, I was just thinking... Uh, Catholic adjacent, <laughs> I don't know. Catholic adjacent. <laughs> because my my family's Catholic, so I thought that was something we had in common. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like my next door neighbors were Catholic. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that technically is adjacent. Catholic adjacent. No, my family was Catholic, but I was never baptized, um, so I'm still just a heathen running around. But um, oh, so you are going astray now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. Just to be clear, panics. <laughs> Yes, so that's something we have in common, everyone. So start making us some cool stuff with, uh, with like Catholicism quotes. I don't know, Catholic quotes, <laughs> quotes from Gav- <laughs> from the Catholic Church. Do you mean like, like the Bible? <laughs> is that you know our main? I was wondering. I was like, is the Pope? I mean, Pope. The Pope says some pretty noteworthy stuff. 
the Pope does say noteworthy stuff. I just like that you're like, Catholic quotes, you know, whatever that is. I'm like, maybe the entire Bible would be part of that. Just the Ten Commandments on a t-shirt for me. It's, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Same <laughs> Peter. Peter. Oh, Wayne tell them about your, Michael your gift. <gasps> yes, okay. So, Mildly Awkward Podcast, one of my favorite episodes that we recorded was with Brett Donnelly, who is the one of the owners of Acacia, one of our sponsors. He's a therapist. We were talking about therapy. I'm a therapist now, too. It's a big topic. But one of the things we talked about was, what if your therapist had just breath instead of just breathe as a sign in their office? Like, would it drive you crazy? Would you, like, stop seeing that uh, therapist? Um, this is a long lead-up, but I promise <laughs> you the payoff is going to be great. So, <laughs> my older sister is a nun. And, yes, she is a nun. You heard that right. Technically, she's a sister. I think there's a difference. She's in Nashville right now with the Dominicans. She has her veil and all of that. We tell her stories about like, the podcast. We had her listen to like some clips when we visited her and stuff like that, because otherwise she can't you know, subscribe to podcasts on her own. She, in turn, told her sisters there about the podcast. When I went and visited her a couple of weeks ago, one of the sisters gave me a gift, and she was like, this is for your podcast. It was this beautiful like hand-sewn banner that said, just oh, breath on it. So it was the best <laughs> it's like the greatest thing ever yeah she was like yeah this is because of your podcast and that joke that you made i'm like you're a nun you have never <laughs> listened to this and i've met you like four times and she was just it was the most joyful gift i've ever received in my life that's so awesome and i think that's the true definition of catholic adjacent <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really i mean <laughs> you're more adjacent the now that you've story. met me i think they're gonna but, oh yeah the, the banner did say love is brave on the other side in case I wanted to actually use it for my real office, which I love <laughs> that sentiment, too. I think that's a beautiful phrase. I put it on the little light box at Acacia. So. Oh. Love is oh, brave. Oh, the actual phrase. Uh, yeah. Did you bring it to your office? It was in my office for a while, but my office is undergoing some redecoration, and right now it looks so bad. <laughs> so I'm just going to wait on it for a little while. Okay, okay. Um, so if you want to send us fan gifts and art, just know you are following up an actual nun who hand sewed me a banner that said just <laughs> breath. <laughs> <laughs> but please send us gifts. Um, we'll give you your, give us, email us, and then we'll give you our address and send us all the gifts. All of them. Please. Just every one of them. Please. Okay. And make them podcast related. Thank you. Hey, listeners of Long Awkward Pause, if you want to send us updates, questions, topic ideas, or gifts, and I'm talking about both kind, then feel free to send us an email to longawkwardpausepodcast at gmail.com. I know that was super long, but you can do it. Or you can visit our Facebook and Instagram, Long Awkward Pause. See you then. Uh, so to get to our actual topic, it is Life Changes. Life Changes. Does life change? Tonight, we find out. It's actually daytime. Oh, sorry. Is it daytime? Yeah. It's 1 o'clock your time. 1 a.m. my time. Yes. <laughs> That's how California works. We're a different place. By California, we mean Australia. Oh, Yeah, so life changes, because we've both gone through pretty big life changes recently. Mm -hmm. Well, you have more than me, but you moved across the country, started a new job, new apartment. New friends. You, new, new podcast. Friends. New podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, and what have you done, Maddie? <laughs> <laughs> I moved to a new city, you and moved, that city was did. Minneapolis you from St. Paul. <laughs> you moved city adjacent to It's about six, literally like six miles away, I think, from my <laughs> <old house. laughs> But you started, like, 
full time. I started as a therapist. Yeah, I'm actually working as a real therapist now. Most of you know me from Mildly Awkward as a graduate student, but Mm -hmm. I am now an actual therapist, which feels weird, I think, at Acacia, yes, (laughs) which does feel weird because when people ask me, like, oh, what do you do? I can now say I'm a therapist. And then people are like, oh, are you, like, analyzing me right now? And I have to tell them. I've been a therapist for two months. I barely know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm not analyzing anyone. Don't worry. Oh man, yeah. I feel like that's that's like such a stereotype. Which it's kind of weird that that's still a stereotype that people use because it's like okay. I actually just thought the other day, or I actually tweeted it this morning because I was watching an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Shout out to all the buffs. And um, there was a therapist in there, and he was, like, smoking a cigarette when she walked in. And it was, like, the school (laughs) therapist. Like, he was, like, at the school. And he headed back to her, and he, like, was smoking a cigarette. And he was, like, Buffy, 2 p.m. or something like that. And then he, like, turns around, and he was, like, super dramatic about how he was talking to her. Oh, my gosh. And she was, like, listen, I'm not going to say any details, blah, 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 blah. And then just, like. I don't know, like, whatever. It just, like, broke down and all this stuff. But he was just, like, super intense. And I'm like, that's not what a therapist that's does. That's not like, what it does. I'm like, right, that's true. There's almost, it's like, I think therapy is a really weird job because you have all of these, like, fictionalized things to live up to. Where yes. it's like, I'm going to be, like, Freud on my couch or whatever. Right. Or someone's going to walk in and I'm going to be like, hmm, the way that you sat down makes me think you have problems with your mother. <laughs> no. <laughs> of my job is listening to you because I need to like, like not you need you to tell me what's wrong. Like, I can't read your mind. Yeah, like therapists aren't putting on a show. Like that's not that's not what happens in the room. But whatever. That's pretty funny. Anyway, so that's my life change. Talk <sighs> about your life change. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm in California. I drove for four days from Minneapolis uh, with all my stuff in my my Jeep, my new Jeep, <laughs> my new Jeep. Um, yeah, okay, so that's kind of a big transition for you too, though. We went from someone who has no car for two years to owning a nice car. That's kind of big, actually. Thank you for calling it nice. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I have never had a car ever. Wait, in my you've life. never ever had a car? No. We were like, just poor enough that we couldn't afford it, but <gasps> but had just enough money that we didn't have 20 cars. Does that make sense? Because, <laughs> because like, I felt like when I was growing up, I knew a lot of people who were probably very similarly financially not so great, but had, like, five cars per family unit. And I never understood how that wow. worked. And so I was always expecting, like, well, maybe my dad will get me one because my dad worked on cars. I was like, he has to have, like, cars just running around. He would always get a new right? car. And then I thought, okay, maybe my grandma will. And then I had thought for a long time that my grandma had bought my sister a car. And I was like, that's not fair. Like, she should get my other sister a car. And then she'd get me a car. It turns out she didn't get my sister a car. But yeah, Wait, why just, is it that you thought that for a long time? Did your sister just have an unexplained car? Well, shout out to Tani. Um, I think occasionally she would get her bill paid by my grandma. And so I thought, oh. it, was, I thought it was my grandma's car or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we... I. We just had one car. It was it was my mom and her minivan, and that was it. And then eventually she wow. got a really small car, which I thought was, like, great because she got the small car when I was, like, post-puberty. And so it was, like, me getting into these tiny cars, and I'm like, Mom, why <gasps> oh, couldn't we have Wait, how tall minivan? were you then? Like, when did you get super, super tall? It was, like, fifth grade, and then oh, no. it was, like, all downhill. See, I got all my weight, and <laughs> it was, like, season three. <laughs> I got all my weight. <laughs> I got all my weight when I was three, 
But then my height caught up when I was five or five. God, <laughs> third grade. He was a freakishly tall five year old. When I was three, I was not a lard. Um, <laughs> He's wearing button down shirts at seven. <laughs> like, oh. This is just spiraling. Um, third grade, I was like, that's when I, I think I started hitting puberty. And then it was like fifth grade that I shot up. Um, but yeah, my mom switched from the minivan when we were younger to a small car entering my teenage years and so it just wasn't so great but yeah i've never had a car oh. so that it's been okay. a nice that's weird a, that's transition. big though because like the difference though because i mean i went through some shorter periods of time in my life where i didn't have a car mm-hmm. or i was like sharing someone else's car and stuff like that or i had a period last year where i got an accident and so mm-hmm. i didn't have a car for like three months no it was like five months um and so it like it, it makes a huge difference in your life yeah well so I know that you were switching to public transport, and you often do still, like, with your car. Yeah. So did yep. you grow up, like, were you used to public transport, or when did that? No. No, because I grew up, well, I partially grew up in the city, and then, no, that's a yes and no. Okay, this is the world's worst <laughs> answer. I'm going to try again. Yes and no, Corby. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, I grew up pretty rural. Uh, we lived in a really small town, and we kept moving farther out into the country, um, but I did spend a couple of years living abroad in a really big foreign city, and I got very used to public transit there. Mm-hmm. I never used it in my own city until I was, like, in my 20s. Yeah. So it was definitely an adjustment. But I actually really love the bus because you can just kind of tune out and, like, listen to your podcast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it does take, like, three times longer to get anywhere. So. Yeah, I, I, do, I do enjoy being on public transport. Like, I don't think it's a terrible thing. I just get really anxious about matching times and making sure I'm oh, at places sure. on time. And, yeah, that's, like, ugh. And then if I miss a bus, then I, my whole day is, like, ruined. Even if it's, like, no, I think, Yeah. It's in, and especially in the States, I think having access to a car is so humongous. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was, as I'm thinking about this, I was not, I didn't get my license until I was 19 instead of 16. Because my parents were like, there's no way we're going to pay for the insurance that you would need if you took this test before you turned 18. Mm-hmm. So I think all my siblings, we all got our license after 18, I think. Because oh. um, my parents were cheap, which, I mean, I get it, poor kids. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, like, the, it's it's just huge, the difference. I remember, like, when I finally did get my license and did have access to a car, just being like, I can just go to the store if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just it blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more access for sure. Um, I don't like parking, so that's been the downfall. I've true. gotten multiple tickets yeah. since moving to Los Angeles, um, but whatever. But I do enjoy the freedom. I like the idea of like, oh, I want to go there, and then I just do it, and I'm like, this is right? so nice. You're like, like yes, I will. I'm like, I'm, I want to go to the beach. Okay, what's stopping me? Like, just go to the beach. I'm going to like, <laughs> get out of the car and drive to the beach. <laughs> so I've done that a couple of times. It's been it's been amazing. I don't remember where. We, we started talking about a car. Anyways, to back on up, pull the pin out. Uh, yeah, it was me, all my crap inside my Jeep, and then my cat on like in the passenger seat. Um, and she was just a joy to travel with so <laughs> wait really are you saying that sarcastically uh she was very cute so it kind of kept me sane at moments because i was just like oh look at this little cutie um but yeah and she was like perfectly fine with the drive like she would just kind of sleep um she didn't like meow or like try to run away or anything uh when we got into hotels she would get really 
angry at me for like 10 minutes and then <laughs> I was like okay Why? I have no idea you know kids you know what, what do you know um but yeah just going through you know that awkward teenage phase where she hates you so mm-hmm. you know yeah so I drove out here four days later uh got in my apartment uh I was there for about uh like half a week and then I went to San Francisco or not San Oakland to Oakwood I don't know one of those went there for a therapist's wedding Kelsey's wedding who was on the podcast yes yeah that's true go check out her podcast episode it's actually about finding love so you know she was uh successful and I because <laughs> she just got married <laughs> yeah she she did it she's the perfect success story Yes, she is. Um, but yeah, awesome. so that, that was I will favorite. say it was kind of funny as you were driving out to California. I was like, oh, well, send me pictures and like I want to see your, your drive and all that and like your journey. And in return, we all got these like beautifully framed, beautifully lit photos of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Niall with the Grand Canyon in the background. But look at this kitty. And we're like, okay. <laughs> I have tons of pit, pick, pick, pick. Pickers? Pickers. I think you should definitely Pickers. show our listeners. We'll we'll post on the Facebook group um, a picture of Corby's cat. One of those excellent model shots. So, <laughs> That's all I got about the journey. She's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's like when you go through Nebraska, there's just nothing there. And so a lot of the trip was <laughs> – shout out to all the Nebraska fans. Um, a lot of the trip was just sand. <laughs> just sand and <laughs> distance um but it wasn't until i got into utah where i was like oh it's so so pretty but the street is so windy and so it, it feels like you have to be like super 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 alert or you're going to like die in a canyon and it was like creepy as oh, hell geez. but that's stressful <laughs> oh my gosh you know we all do it um but yeah what about your journey from saint paul to minneapolis to Minneapolis, yes. Well, you know, I was thinking because your journey took you four days of driving and packing and all that, <laughs> and mine took me three um, hours <laughs> to move. <laughs> I had some friends and my brother help, and I moved all my worldly possessions from point A to point B in a truck in three hours. Um, and, like, I shouldn't say moved it. I, like, packed it all, got it in the truck, got over there, and unpacked it all in, like, three hours. I don't have that much stuff, That's I realized. But it still felt like a big transition because yeah. that's the first time I've moved in like six years. Yeah. So I've lived where I've lived in college and in law school and in grad school. And now suddenly it's like a totally new area for my professional mm-hmm. life. So it definitely feels weird. At what, what point did you move in there from when you guys lived up north? Um, I think I was in my junior year of college. Oh, okay. Which is crazy because I was commuting a lot my freshman and part of my sophomore year. Um, and I studied abroad, but like, yeah, I was, I went, so I went from, yeah, living out in the country, driving an hour to school for college to living in this house for the next six years. <laughs> so I don't change that often. And the fact that like, it's even just from one city to the, to the next, it's still pretty big for yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's huge. And soon to be California, we're now announcing your t- world tour. <laughs> <laughs> My world tour. I'm going to just, you know, move houses <laughs> again. <laughs> it's very big for me. Uh... No one else can. <laughs> But it's almost like you have this different mindset, though, because I think for you, when you talk about moving, because you've moved so much more than I have, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I'll just look up an apartment and move there. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I need a year to, like, get my head around the fact that I'm moving and my life is changing yeah. and I have to, like, do all of this stuff. And it was, like, such a huge operation for uh, me, I think, just because I've, like, never done it before. But it's such a nice leap. 
Yeah, no, it's good, but it's like I I think it's a huge difference between the amount of uh, prep time that my move took versus your move, even though it's farther away. Mm-hmm. So I have a deal breaker for you. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> your significant other has to move to a different state every year. Every year. So it's like every That's August we we go to another state. We just pick up and move. Oh gosh. Um. Okay. Question. Yeah. Do do I have any guarantee about like my job or anything like that, or are we just uprooting everything every year? Um, kind of uprooting. If he has, oh, he has like a thing where it's like, you know what? Like in um, in May we start looking. Um, he maybe has like enough money that it's like, oh, you'll be fine. Like if you don't find a job, like we'll be fine. Maybe his job allows him to move, but. Okay, so at least we're gonna be stable, but I might not be able to work. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can we ever, like, repeat states? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's actually still a deal. That's too much change. It was like, I don't think it's going to pass here, but. No, I think this is too much change for me. Like, I, I'm just like, how about we upgrade that to every six years? I think it's a <laughs> good amount of time. Um, no, that, no way. That's too much change. How about for you? I, I don't think it's a deal breaker. I think. You almost do that now, I will say. <laughs> kind of. Like, every two years. Or, well, it's four, then two. Where am I going next? I have one year. Um, yeah, no, I think I'd be okay with that. Unless, well, wow. uh, unless it was, like, because I'd really want to be, like, oh, like, we went to Washington. And I'd be sad to be, like, oh, we left after a year, then we don't return kind of thing. But Right, because what if you go to, you're, like, we lived in Washington for a year, Pacific Northwest was great. And then it's, like, okay, now we're going to North Dakota. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, no, I don't right? think I can do that. Because, but. you know, there are a lot of states. They can't all be winners. <laughs> sorry, but it's not going to be according to your taste. I'm sorry. Well, okay. <laughs> it's Let true. me try to be diplomatic. No They're not all going to fit your taste. You know, there's not every not every state is going to have a Portland or a Seattle or a Minneapolis. Yes, I'm putting those all in the same category, <laughs> bitches. Um, so they're not all going to be towards your taste. Okay. 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 Um... Oh, I had something to go off of that, but now I can't remember. What was I going to say? Oh, well. Is, is it because I said bitches and I threw you off because <laughs> yeah. I never used cuss, cuss words? words. <laughs> that reminds me, cuss and words. Now, time for Maddie to use cuss words. <laughs> can, we, can we do that? <laughs> do you really want a segment where I just use yes, cuss words? Yes, like you use it, like you use, I don't know, say a sentence oh, using two I'm actually, words. okay, I'm, I'm curious though, because I had a very specific upbringing when it came to cursing Ooh. or saying swear words. What was your upbringing like? Like, what did, what was the message for you? Um, we were not allowed to cuss? I can't really remember. I know we did. Um, I was, okay, my sister's probably listening to this being like, uh, you know, you were the worst, um... But I, I don't think I didn't cuss a lot. I think I I remember being just kind of like oh like I won't do it kind of thing, um, and also just wanted my my mom's approval at all times. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What about you? Oh, it was a hundred percent forbidden. Like super super <laughs> huge problem if you curse. And it was funny too because like even my parents wouldn't use a lot of mm-hmm. swear words at all. Like I think the worst I've heard from my dad even now is like damn or hell. Oh. And, like, even that was, like, you know, what the heck? <laughs> oh, oh, darn. That's just no fun. <laughs> so, right? Which is, and I think it's funny because I think sometimes people are, like, okay, then I go to school and I can, like, cuss with my friends or whatever. But I was homeschooled, <laughs> so there was no way. Um, and it's just funny because even nowadays, like, I think I have 
way more of a potty mouth than I used to, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I still, there's always still part of me that's like, is this appropriate? <laughs> like, oh um, but, you know, I'm not, like, swearing at clients or anything or in, like, a professional oh, setting. Oh, I would hope but... not. Wow. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I guess they're... You have fucking depression. <laughs> that's how they go. Um, but it still gives me a pause, which is kind of funny. Let's read the title of the episode. You have fucking depression. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get in trouble with someone else. I just know it. Um, oh, oh, okay. That's the weird thing, though. My mom would swear more, but she swore in yeah, Spanish. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So I was people like, I couldn't understand. Oh, what a fun fam. Oh, I think you froze up. Uh oh. Can you hear yeah. me? Can you hear me at all? No. Hello. Hello? Oh, no. Oh, I see. My internet's out. I da da do 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 The fun of... It's the fun of not having reliable internet. Oh, reliable. there we go. You're back. Hello. Yes, okay. I can hear you again. What the, happened? My, this internet here is really terrible. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and fans of the Long Awkward Pause podcast. This is your co-host, Maddie, here to tell you about another podcast that I host called the Sincerely Not Okay podcast. This one is all about mental health and mental illness. We talk to therapists in the field. We talk to folks who are dealing with their own mental illnesses and all things related to mental health. Uh, So go check it out on iTunes and Podbean, Sincerely Not Okay podcast. And this one is sponsored by Acacia Counseling and Wellness. So thinking back to when you were a wee little one, did you have any big transitions? Yes. I think, okay, so the big transitions that I think we had was, it's not so much like, this is super objectively huge, Mm -hmm. but it was like, what was considered a big transition for me? Mm -hmm. So I think going from being homeschooled to going to college was a humongous transition because it's a really, really different thing going from all of my education has always been with my immediate family, mm-hmm. with my mom, with my siblings, to a stranger is teaching me, um, class times are happening, homework is different. And it wasn't like, oh, no, now I have to do homework. It was more like, I have to do this specific homework that someone else sets up for me. I can't just say, well, why don't I just read the chapter and get a gist mm-hmm. of it sort of thing. Like, I was good at study, but I was not super always on board with, like, you know, what other people wanted me yeah. to do. <laughs> so that was huge. It was a very weird transition. And I think looking back on it, I definitely did things in college around like academics and stuff that still make me cringe a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was a big one. How did, how did it feel in terms of the demand of work going from homeschool to, to real school as we'll call it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the demand was not more. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel more demanding. Mm-hmm. It felt about the same or even less. Mm-hmm because my parents were really, really, really demanding. Oh. Like, it was, we just did so much work. So, well, they're um, very academic-focused, right? Oh, yeah. extremely academic-focused, right. So it was like, it wasn't like, oh, college was a breeze, but, like, it wasn't hard to make that transition because it was like, okay, you got to buckle down and do the work, which is something mm-hmm. I'm used to. Well, that's nice. <laughs> but it was definitely, like, the type of work was different, right? right? So if you're, like... I think the stuff that I had the most trouble with was things like write a reflection paper or talk about 
your personal experience or the stuff that's a little bit more loose. Mm -hmm. um, because I was like, no, but I really need specific directions. I need to know exactly what you want me to do. Um, so that was more of a learning curve. Where it was something like, here, do these nine problem sets in math or whatever. I was like, okay, I can just do yeah. that. Or I was really good at Latin in college. So I was like, you just memorize these declensions. You learn how to conjugate this verb. You learn this vocabulary. I was like, this is so concrete and I can just do it just yeah. fine. But there's almost this unspoken part of college, I think, where you're like, okay, write this type of, like, write about your experience, write about your opinion sort mm -hmm. of thing, which I think maybe other people are slightly more used to that I was just not used to at all because we never did yeah. that growing up. Well, how did that translate into our recent program that we just graduated from where I feel like most of it was reflection? Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's like since college, I went into that program when I was 25, right? 25, yep. 26? Um, 21 everyone so 21 21, yeah. 21 um, <laughs> by that time by that time i had a lot more experience doing that i i think honestly being in therapy had helped because that a lot of that work was like yes think about what you actually think about things and it's valid and like it's okay to, to talk about that but it was still kind of weird because coming from like law school as well where your your feelings don't really matter all that much is it, it was a big adjustment mm -hmm. but i liked it so i felt a lot more like, oh, this is actually fun and I want to do this, mm -hmm. rather than I'm freaked out and I don't know how to succeed. <laughs> well, it sounds like homeschool is the way to go. So that's our <laughs> podcast. Thanks for tuning in where we decide yep, which. <laughs> you should. Oh, gosh. Well, it's weird because I think I have really mixed feelings about homeschooling. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would ever homeschool my kids. And I think there were some problems with what, you know, how we were homeschooled. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, there's no schooling thing that's perfect. And I think I did learn a lot of positive things. So, I don't know. The jury's out. Yeah. I just, well, okay, this is, we're slightly off topic. But um, were you aware of, like, the stereotypes of homeschool? Or was, or was it just kind of like, because I know that you also had kids yes. in the program that were from different families and things. But Yes. Yeah, no, I was, I think I was uh, aware of some of the stereotypes of homeschooling. Um because, I don't know, because we had some of those stereotypes, but we were also a little bit weird for even for homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't do, like, the long skirts and, like, super, super conservative kind of side of things. It was a weird mix. Um, but, yeah, we were definitely aware of that. It's funny, too. I don't think a lot of people are aware. A lot of homeschoolers have a lot of stereotypes of people who go to school. Mm -hmm. Like, we would say, like, oh, those are school kids. <laughs> like, look how they're dressing. They're, tip they're obviously school kids. <laughs> <laughs> like so it's like people are weird and they can have prejudices going either yeah. way but it was just it's so funny that we did that as homeschoolers yeah i'm i think me as a school kid <laughs> he's a school <laughs> kid you can look at that hair he's a school kid <laughs> which is probably a good indication yeah i think like there was just so many stereotypes i think the first like the first person i met in public school that was like yeah, I was like homeschooled. I'm like, <gasps> like, are you okay? <laughs> are you <laughs> like, okay? how are you aware of something? What grade were they in? Yeah, no, I, I, and I, I don't know. I think as I've gotten further, I've even thought about like I would probably like maybe homeschool my kids for certain years, but I'm also not. I'm not <gasps> an really? academic, so I would. I'd be worried that I would just. You guys can listen to me talk and be like, "Yeah, you shouldn't homeschool." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But your parents were very academic, so I could be like, "Yeah, like it makes sense that they yeah. would, they would do that." But not all the parents in our homeschool group were. Right. A lot of them, I think, homeschooled because they wanted to like. It was like an ideology thing. Mm. We wanted to like protect us from those evil school people. Oh my gosh! I know, and now, now they can't because <laughs> here you are. Being a terrible influence. <laughs> I'm corrupting you with my 
school-like personality. Um, exactly. No, yeah, I think I think that's what scared me the most is because I always I I equated it to like cults, which I, <laughs> which I hope we do an episode on. But <laughs> well, not all homeschoolers are in cults. Well, I mean, no. I'm sure there's I, overlap. We don't have to defend that because we all know it's true, but. Uh, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We're just gonna lose our whole homeschool listener base, and there's it's more than zero, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, I I mean that's like when I was younger. I was just like, why else would they be doing that? Like, like there right. must be something that they're trying to hide, or they're building an army or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was us. We weren't we weren't to cults, but the army. Just <laughs> a very smart army, so it worked. Yeah, you guys are very qualified kind of, for kind life. of useless in combat but we're smart so. <laughs> okay so okay we've talked a lot about my transition what about your transition what is a big big transition you can think of growing up um <clears throat> so the first one that came to my mind was kind of uh the transition from having a two-parent household to a one-parent household oh that is big yeah and i don't even <clears throat> my dad wasn't like all like around i guess he was around a lot and then I don't know the age. I always say 12 because I never can remember the age. But it was just such an interesting dynamic because you, you go from, like, oh, I have both these parents to, oh, my mom is the sole um, provider. And I think yeah. and I think just, like, the feelings around that were sometimes where I'm, like, you can only hate one person. Like, for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, it's, like, you have to hate. Like, I didn't hate my mom at all because it's just. Like I was the I was the mama's boy, anyways. But it's like there's it, there's so much like energy that happens when you're kids, and you get so confused about so much. But when you don't have the other parent around, you're just like, well, shoot. I guess the mom's the villain and the hero. You know, like it's just so right. hard. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, my mom's such a jerk. I'm gonna go talk to dad or like that sort of thing. You mm-hmm. can't. You don't have that balance. Oh, that's really interesting. It's so yeah, it's just such a weird. I don't know why they came to my head first because when I was younger, I. We would move household to household, or household to household. We didn't move in with random people, but we like different locations. Like we often we moved a lot, um, so I think that's what makes it so much easier for me now. Just to be like, okay, I'm going to California. Cool, you know, like right, yeah. I'm off because I'm like I had like six different homes before I moved to college, um, which I kind of want to count. But so you were used to the sort of like let's just up and yeah. move. Like, let's yeah. just do it. But I think, I mean, that transition, though, like, from two parents to one parent, that's mm-hmm. huge, though. Because that, like, has an effect on your whole life. Wow. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Shout out to my mom for holding down the fort, um, raising three kids. Yeah. Did your, did your, like, relationship with your siblings change at all once the, the parent thing happened? Um, I don't know. I honestly can't really remember. I was... I think we were already, like, a pack. We were just kind of, like, a little wolf pack anyways. Um, so I don't know if much Aww. changed. I know my sister was very much a, a daddy's girl, and so I, I know that probably affected her more emotionally. Um, I imagine. And kind of, like, not being able to run. Because I, I, I would sometimes go to my dad's house um, and hang out there. But, yeah, I didn't have as much of an emotional connection to that. So, but I don't know. I, yeah. think I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask them. <laughs> Yeah. I, do you think that's, like, shaped you as an adult at all? Like, in the way that you respond to, I don't know, people in charge of things or people in authority? Like, does that, is, do you think that's changed it at I all? Mean, we've talked about commitment issues <laughs> where where I was like... <laughs> no, we, we have barely <laughs> talked. Okay, Phil, what about commitment issues? <laughs> well, uh, just the idea where 
I'm like, I don't know what a great relationship looks like. Like all my like I yeah. I didn't grow up in like like I thought they were happy when when I was younger, but um, obviously some stuff was not so great. But part of it is like my grandmother was divorced before I was born um, that I know of. Uh, my aunt uh, was divorced um, before my yeah I think before I was born or right after I was born or something. Um, my sisters, shout out to them, love them. Currently not in relationships. I don't know. Like, how affected are we? <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's so interesting to think about, though, because, like, you say, okay, I didn't have the, like, it's hard to know what a, a good, healthy relationship looks like because mm-hmm. of that. But at the same time, I don't think you're alone with that, because I think people whose parents are still together might also feel that way, you know? Because everyone has dysfunction. <laughs> don't give me that look. <laughs> I'm just, I'm single, and that's my own fault. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, like, okay. Other people in my family have relationships. That's <laughs> That's another topic for another day. <laughs> right, another topic for another day. That's really interesting, though. I think that makes it tough because you're like, yeah, what's what's? Because if it's not your parents, I feel like our parents give us the example of like, oh, this is how adults are in relationships mm-hmm. with each other. This is just how it is. You just don't realize yeah. how much you're affected when you're a kid until you start dating, oh, and you're like, like for instance, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't really believe in marriage. Like, I don't think I don't think I want to get married. And then it's like, where someone's like, why not? And I'm I don't have much of a reason. Where I'm yeah. just like, well, why can't people just exist and be together and not be married? But then it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know, which I still believe. But I'm like, yeah, no one I knew growing up was married. Except for my neighbors. Yeah. I think it's sometimes it's almost like it gets in there and you don't realize yeah. it does. Which is why, you know, things like psychodynamic therapy are so, like, big in the therapy mm-hmm. world. Because it's like, well, what were your parents like? What was your family like type of thing? Because, like, all that stuff just gets in and it, it affects mm-hmm. you. And you don't necessarily realize that yeah. it does until it's too late. It's too no, late. No, it just until later. I mean, it could be too late. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Well, like, for example, okay, because as you're saying that, though, I'm like, when it comes to changes and big life transitions, I feel like that's one thing that my parents have always been like, you know, shouldn't you just pump the brakes on everything <sighs> and, like, double check that you're going to be okay type yeah. of thing. So, like, their kind of caution, I think, has definitely become my caution. Yeah. Do you think you're breaking out of that at all? I mean, I you think have so. Bit, I mean, it's not really but. that dramatic because I'm like, oh, look at me, I'm a bad self going to Minneapolis. Um, but I'm definitely breaking out of the caution thing. We're trying to. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> in my own way. I, guess I think it's like a huge leap. So the fact that you're doing it is great. But you know me, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in California, and I would like for you to be in California. So <laughs> makes. So changes. who knows? Maybe in another six years. Another six <laughs> years. Wow. That's sad. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. No, I'm probably sooner than that. But yeah, I think it's 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 definitely a different a different thing. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so um I wanna I wanna do a little segment here. Uh, is it is it that, about me cussing? Because <laughs> I am fucking ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, slightly the same. Uh we had talked about doing little segments here and there in the podcast, um, like we used to do, so uh, but this one is called Super Fucking Uplifting. Yes! So just things that we find super uplifting, that we find um, amazing, or something that happened to us that we thought was great. Yeah. Um, so Maddie, do you have a Super Fucking I do. Uplifting? So everyone, welcome to Super Fucking Uplifting with Maddie and Corby. <laughs> and this is where our music will go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Uh, so the super uplifting thing I recently learned, because right now I'm living in a house. My roommate has a dog who I'm actually literally scratching the head of right now because he just oh. had to come in here. Um, so the super uplifting thing is that, you know, sometimes accidents happen. We, like, will step on our dog's paw or, like, move something and it scares them or do something that makes our dog upset, right? And the biggest tragedy for the longest time was that, like, okay, well, how do you communicate to a dog that, like, it was an accident and that you don't hate them sort of thing, right? Apparently, there's been recent research. Yes, I know everyone listening has also been worried about this. No. <laughs> there's recent research to suggest that if you, like, say, oh, I'm sorry, buddy, and, like, you pet your dog and you're, like, sweet to them and you say nice things to them, they will understand that it was an accident. There's a way that they know you're apologizing to them. Oh, my gosh. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And it makes sense, right? Because, like, when yeah. animals are, like, play fighting with you or each other, if they, like, nip you mm -hmm. or something... And it, like, actually does hurt. They'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And, like, they'll, like, lick you and, like, try yeah. to act more friendly. If you do that to them, <sighs> don't lick your dog, obviously. But <laughs> if you act, like, friendly and enthusiastic, they actually can understand you're apologizing. I love that. That's so cute. It's so cute. It just makes me happy because, like, no longer so do your animals have to suffer so and not know why. <laughs> I love dogs. And I love cats as well. Shout out to all the cats listening. No. Love you. Meow, 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 <laughs> no meow. cats, just dogs. <laughs> I actually just have no idea. You never know no cats. cats though. If they're if you like apologize to cats and they're like, mm, go die. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I don't think cats comprehend. Either they comprehend, they don't comprehend, or they see past your like phony apology. <laughs> just like, they don't care. Like, they see your no. true self. <laughs> they're like, no, you're the worst. Yeah. So um, that I thought was the most uplifting thing ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you, you want to hear mine? Yes. What is your super fucking uplifting thing? I do have one. So the other night, um, I went to the beach. So first off, I'm in. So I'm in Santa Barbara or Goleta near Santa Barbara, uh, and I was telling Maddie, when you look to the left, you see a beach. When you look to the right, you see freaking mountains. Like it's like insane that That's these people amazing. have it all. <laughs> like how see, do you here in, in Minnesota, you look to the left, you see a lake. You look to the right, you see a lake, <laughs> and <laughs> also mosquitoes. <laughs> um. So uh, I finally went to a beach in Goleta, um, and it was, like, nighttime, and I took my camera, and I was going to take some photos and stuff. And so I was just, like, standing on the little shore, and, like, the water was rushing up, and it's, like, chilly, and it was just so nice. And I'm like, this is the great. Um, but this woman and her son came up, and apparently a fisher off the, off the big rig, off the, I don't know, boardwalk thing, I had caught a uh, octopus. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was like Just... a little baby octopus. And they had it <gasps> in a cooler that they were going to go and like toss back into the water. And so it was just so cute. What I have pictures, too, I can post on uh, social media. But uh, it was just so cute because the, the boy was super excited that the octopus was there. And he wanted to like see it like like swim away and so Aww. he like wouldn't let her go into the water all the way because he was like no mom leave, leave it there leave it right there and so the Aww. water because he just wanted to see the water like take the octopus up and Aww. i thought it was so funny because because she was like talking to me and she was like hey do you want to see an octopus and i was like taking pictures of it um and i have never seen an octopus in like in person or maybe i've seen that at like a zoo or something but um yeah it was just like super super cute and i loved the interaction between those two and i got like a picture of them like trying to get the octopus out and i was like Aww. this is so cute um but the thing <laughs> the thing i thought about was like because the kid thought that the octopus was going to be hurt um and i wanted to give him some line that was like 
don't worry, kid, octopus heal fast or something. You know, like that. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, so this you is what I imagine. I, I is... love that it's in this gruff voice, like, don't worry, kid. Yeah, the like... octopus is the hardiest in the sea. <laughs> That's honestly, the octopus is a lone wolf. <laughs> that was the vibe I wanted to give off because I was thinking, like, what if in like like twenty years he's like reflecting back on his like his like life with his mom, you know, like this like yeah. he's like I love my mom like, and we had all these adventures and I remember this one time this guy at the beach said like da 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 da, but then I was thinking, wouldn't it be really funny because I have no idea if octopus heal fast, so he just like twenty years later he's like. That guy was fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> Turns like, out to be a marine biologist. Like, the man who inspired my career was a complete idiot and had no idea what octopus is actually like. I was honestly like, oh, that would have been great. I don't know. You should have just said something that sounded like wisdom but really wasn't, where it's like, you know what they say, son, the octopus of the sea is like the sand of, of you know, just like... <laughs> <laughs> the sand of what? I don't know. Or it's like an octopus is as hardy as a like pudding cup in a kid's lunchbox. <laughs> I do <laughs> like, like that. He's like, yeah, you make it sound okay. folksy. Yeah, you know, and you can't call me out on that bullshit. So <laughs> it's like, sure. Um, then you just walk away enigmatically, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yes, I'm a lone wolf too, just like that octopus. So, um, so much. So potential. what did you end up saying? Did you? I didn't like, say anything. I just, I just kind of like laughed, and then I like said goodnight and stuff. Okay. Which I thought yeah. was funny that she like approached me because I kept thinking like, do I not look kind of scary? Like I'm just sitting here <laughs> alone with a camera, on, like in the middle of the night, like on a beach. It was like 10:30 at night. Oh like, wow. Okay, but I, w- I wouldn't approach me. But see, I want that's that's fearlessness right there. Yeah. She was just like, "Oh, hey, random tall man, like here's here's my son." <laughs> Please oh, take wow. pictures of us. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was like, "If this is illegal, I want another accomplice." Look, <laughs> you saw the octopus too. It was him all along. <laughs> and then her son can be like, "Yeah, we talked to that man, and he said, don't worry, octopuses can't die. You can do whatever you want.'" You're like, "No, that's not what I said." <laughs> no, twenty years in the future. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was my super effing, uplifting moment this past uh, week. Special thanks to Liam Coulter, who produced the theme song and music for our podcast. Ah, so big transitions. What is, like, a weird little transition that you've made? Or, like... Something weird that's, like, kind of inconsequential or something that's been a result of this big transition. Oh, a result of this big one. Um, I don't know if this is little, because it is kind of big, but, like, I don't have any friends. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Okay. Well, you know, that's not what I expected you to say, but, uh, yeah. Um, Well, what is that like being in a completely new city with, like, all strangers? Yeah, I mean, I know I've... I've met with a few people that live out here, but the it's just not an accessible. It's not like a super. Okay, so I don't know if this. I don't know if it's called like the land of opportunity. There's so much to do out here. Like it's crazy that you're like, wow, like I'm in such, like you're here. You're you're here, and you can go there and be there and exist there. And I think it's so cool, but it is kind of a burden to get around versus like Minneapolis, where I'm like, okay, see you in six minutes. You know, like. Right, exactly. I'll drive to you and we'll, you know, I think our drive well, what is it like, was like What 15. is it like there? It's just, um, 
like for instance, me to my one friend who lives here, we're maybe like 15 miles, which isn't like a terrible trek, but it's like there's so much traffic that it could take up to an hour and 10 minutes just to drive 15 miles. And it's like, it can get a little, like you have to gear yourself up. You're like, okay, I have my podcast ready. I am going to like, you know, like it's just, it's just like a whole thing that you have to, and you're expecting to, you're like, when you get back, you're not going to have a parking space. So you're going to have to drive around for 10 minutes trying to find a parking space. And you're probably going to have to get up and move again because you're in a one hour parking spot and you just like, you just need to be there for an hour. You're going to go home and get some food and then you're going to drive back, you know, go back to your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like, there's so much um, day to day that gets involved with transportation that's not oh i did turn this into a thing i did turn it into an actual good job <laughs> but yeah like, there's so much with the transportation part like car or no car and i think like the car only gets you maybe 20 minutes faster on any ride <laughs> so um, ouch jeez but yeah it's just there's just so much happening that you your your day looks different than it than it would anywhere else i think yeah oh for sure just thinking, like, yeah, here, I mean, you get uh, traffic around rush hour, but mm-hmm. generally, like, you can just kind of drive around Minnesota and just do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something like, for sure. You know, Elon Musk needs to work on this whole tunnels <laughs> underneath LA thing. Either that or maybe this. we can just advance science and get, like, a teleporter because that would be awesome. I don't know if I want, like, pixels of Corby transport transporting okay teleporting here's around. a question for you. If someone said, if they were like, we're doing this experimental thing with teleportation... Uh, science, not magic. I'm about to play D and D later, so like I was thinking about teleportation magic. No, yeah. it's science. This is the real world, Elon. Um, if someone was like, you can have a free teleportation device, like whatever, implanted in you or in your house or however it would work, but there's like a ten percent chance that this could go horribly wrong and transport you somewhere completely unexpected. Oh, would you use it? Um, ten percent chance. Um. I would use it, like really? not like not often, but I think it'd be like a nice party trick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna transport it to the other room. Just disappears. Yeah. Like, well, he's You're in like, Ibiza. Maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I I think it'd be fun. Um, but I no, I guess not because there's a 10 percent chance that you'll get transported anywhere, and then there's an entire world. So yeah. it's like you get transferred most likely to just water. Like you're just <gasps> Oh, that's terrifying. It's just the ocean. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, the ocean. We're back to the spooky <laughs> ocean. Never mind. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to take that chance because then it'd be like, well, if you were technically anywhere in the world, most of the world is ocean. So Yeah. You would huh. be drowning. 60, okay. 70% of well, the time. Well, would you rather have like a really dangerous teleporter or a chauffeur? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird question, but you know, I stand by it. Um, I guess like a dangerous teleporter. Oh, see, maybe not so uh, not so obvious. <laughs> well, because I like I like driving myself, so I I don't think oh. it's it's not the driving part. It's just more of like the time it takes. The time, yeah. yeah. But you need no, to like have a, a car activity, something where you're like, this takes like a certain amount of time, and like I can do it in the car, but I only do it in the car so I can feel super productive. Mm-hmm. Just screaming. But you don't have to use your hands. What? Just a lot of screaming. Just a lot. <laughs> I scream a lot. Maybe. What if you, okay, what if you did something where you're like, I'm going to learn a new language and only in the car. 
So you get up like <gasps> your little Duolingo or you get like a podcast and you're like freaking fluent in German by the end of the year. Because you're like, I legitimately spent a third of my life driving. Yeah, if I could, that would it's like be immersion. Really, that'd be really cool. Maybe not German. I'm not sure what your values be, are around what language well, be you learn. Russian but. because eventually we'll all have to learn it. So, Did you say Russian? Russian. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd, I would start with Spanish and then I would probably go Russian and then um, Japanese maybe to relearn that. Ooh, that's an interesting. Oh, you don't you speak some Japanese mm-hmm. though? I am like 45% fluent. <laughs> that's very specific. I want someone to test me. Try me. <laughs> Try me, everyone. Um, mm-hmm. No. What about you? Okay. What is what's a what's a small thing that's impacted? Yeah. Oh. Um. I think a weird thing about moving, especially after that much time, was a how much just like crap was in my house that I didn't need or needed to get rid of or just needed to like throw away. Like I had trunkfuls of stuff going to the thrift mm-hmm. store that I was like, I haven't used this in five years. Why is it in my closet? Type of yeah. thing. Um, but then it's also like all the incidental stuff that you kind of forget you need in a house. So it was stuff like I moved and I had two sets of sheets, two pillows, and then one pillowcase total. Yeah. And I was like, why do I have one pillowcase total for all of my needs? <laughs> so I had to like get extra pillowcases. That was my bad. Um, Is, what else? Um, well, what? I was just like going off that point. How, and it's like, it's. It's like I have, like, short-term memory with just this. But when you're moving, that is the worst part is when you get to a new place and realize all this stuff that you need to, like, in order to just, Oh, my just gosh. Like I feel like I've been shopping for, like, two it's weeks just awful. to be like, okay, we're back to Target. <laughs> we need a stand for the toilet yeah. paper because, of course, we do. Because you just don't think about that otherwise. It's, yeah. No, it's so, so annoying. Like, there's still stuff in my house where I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to get that. <laughs> you need to get that thing before yeah. I can even cook. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of interesting. On the other hand, I think it's kind of cool for me, at mm-hmm. least. I mean, it's it can be expensive to be like, and I have to replace half mm-hmm. the stuff that I would usually mm-hmm. need. Um, but you can also kind of say, if you're kind of starting from scratch, mm-hmm. you can kind of decide what you yeah. want to do. No, yeah. Right? Like I, I'm all for that. You know? Right? I want my fabric softener to be basil scented mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think that's the one I have right <laughs> now. Um, it's kind of fun. But it's also kind of a yeah. pain. Well, and I think living with roommates, too, you split everything and you don't realize what was split. And yeah. then you move away. And you, oh, yeah, that um, my entire pan set was not my entire pan set. <laughs> it was, oh, it was theirs, and I just <laughs> thought it was mine. Yeah. But. I guess I'm lucky because I'm moving in with a roommate who she has lived on her own for mm-hmm. the last few years. So she has a ton of stuff and was like, please don't bring any uh kitchen stuff and well, i'm like okay well, <laughs> i don't yeah, mind it's good now and then you move and you won't have any kitchen then you stuff. move and boom you don't have any kitchen stuff that's true but. i'll cross that bridge when i come to it maybe um oh so my roommate uh introduced me to this magical place called home mm. goods it's a store <laughs> in the mall close home to our goods house. is great it's right okay i apparently everyone else knew about home Mm -hmm. goods except me and i was like oh i need some goods for my home i'll Mm -hmm. go to target or i'll go to ikea and nicole was like no you have to go to home (laughs) goods and it's magical i have to resist the temptation to go there all the time (laughs) home goods is great (sighs) well it's almost time to pack up maddie and move away again (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but would this be an episode without some spookiness. Some spooks. Some Let's spooks? do some spooks. Let's end the episode with some spooks. So with some spooks. So as you all know, <laughs> I am a huge wimp. However, Corby <laughs> loves spooky things. So get ready for spooky shit with Corby and Maddie. Spooky shit with Corby. 
Um, oh, I have like a multitude of them. I'm gonna go. Maybe very... we should just go with one. Okay, let's do two. <laughs> okay. But I'll get through the first one really quickly. So this Hold one's on. actual. I'm, I'm ready, and I'm ready. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was driving at night. Um... Oh. Nope, already no. <laughs> <laughs> no, did I? Okay, let me just back up. Your uplifting thing was almost spooky, so I'm worried a little bit. <laughs> What's the? What did I say? You were like, I was at, the, at night on the beach with strangers oh, okay. and an octopus. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, okay. I'm deleting the one I just had in my head. I'm going to do my cat one first. So I had a coworker. God bless his heart. Um, he said my cat was ugly. <gasps> no. <laughs> Which, I'm like, first off, my cat is not ugly. Like she's, she is she's beautiful. She's very gorgeous. And two, I... So it was very, like, we were just, like, having a conversation. It was me and two other coworkers, or me and two coworkers. And just out of the blue, I was, I had mentioned my cat or something. And then he just goes, like, no offense, but your cat is ugly. <gasps> and I'm That's like, so mean. who says that? Like, what human is just, like, oh, um, here's an insulting thing. <laughs> right? You know, and like, plus it's, like, if you think a cat is ugly, what part of you thinks that other humans have to know that? Like, right. Just but keep it to yourself, dude. But it's, it's also, like. People, like, he's not a pet owner, so he doesn't probably get it in the same way. But I'm like, pet owners, like, love their little creature. Oh, like, 100%. And I was like, <laughs> like, I've told you, like, like I don't like small dogs. But I'm not like, um, those dogs that your parents own are ugly as hell. Like, I'm just like. They're, yeah. No, like, they're not my type that? of dog. I know one time but... someone, I think it was like me or, or my sister or something, said, oh, Coco, that's my mom's dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, Coco, you're so weird. And our mom was like grabbed the dog and was like oh she doesn't mean that <laughs> i was like why are you comforting this dog but that's your babies like exactly you know, you love your little babies so i thought that was kind of odd um but the other thing and i think i've told you this but i wanted to tell people so when i was in utah driving through utah i was uh i was told before i got through where i was going through the desert i was told by brett to make sure i get gas because if I don't, oh, no. <laughs> if I don't get gas, you might run out in the desert, and then you won't <gasps> have anywhere to go. Um, oh no! <laughs> and because there's just no gas stations for like a hundred miles, and so oh, I had, that's so scary. <gasps> so I was on like three quarters of a tank, and um, I had drove past this gas station, or I was like maybe halfway or something. I drove past the gas station. I was like, I remember what Brett said, but I was like, oh, it's fine. Like I, there was another one back there. Like oh, whatever. So I drove past it, and I don't That's know That's exactly how... what someone says in a literal horror movie before everything goes sideways. That is, you literally are living the first ten minutes of a horror film. No, I would like to think that I'm, like, smart, but no, it's okay. But, no, this is what happens. <laughs> and so, I don't know at what point I passed a gas station, um, but then I saw a sign that said, like, next service in 100 miles. And <gasps> when you're on those roads, like, it's really, really windy, there, there's like usually a partition, like a small little partition in the middle, but everyone is going like 95 miles per hour. It's hard, like you can't wow. just like stop and turn around. And so, I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll be fine. Like I'll just keep driving. <laughs> I won't die today. And then, um, oh so I was just, I was driving ahead. And then, like time went on. And my original plan when I was driving out is that I would stop before the Grand Canyon, get a hotel for the night. And then in the morning, drive through the Grand Canyon and check it out and experience it. Um, but I didn't realize I had driven. I think that to- the total for that day was 14 hours. I didn't realize I had driven that much. And so 
And so I was like in the Grand Canyon before I even knew it. And I was like, oh, oh no. I didn't realize I was driving this far. Like, I didn't know I was like in the middle of this. And so I was like, okay, well, I have to drive out of it. And so, <gasps> Wait, was this like at night at this point where you're like so, in the Grand Canyon at night? So the sun is just slowly no. dropping. And so <laughs> oh, oh, oh. there were two this things. This is like 127 hours mixed with like every horror movie out there. <laughs> no. And so I was like, there are two things happening. One being that I'm going to run out of gas. The other thing being is that it's going to be pitch black in like 20 minutes. Because oh out gosh. there, there's no cities. There's no lights. I was like, when yeah. it's dark, it's like you see stars as your only light. And so oh my gosh. I, so I was just like panicking and panicking and panicking. And then I drove, finally, it was like, I don't know, 80 miles, 90 miles in. I drove and I saw a sign for gas. And it was like to the right, like this town, I forget, I forget what the town, it was like Emory. It was like Emory, Utah, take a, take a right and you can get some gas. So I went off the little exit. And then I was prompted with two signs. One sign said, Emory, you 12 miles to the right, you can get some gas, or you can keep going for 35 miles and get gas where you originally was going, basically. And so I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it 35 miles. Let me no. let me go to Emory, Utah, a small yeah. town 12 miles away. So I drove there. Oh, gosh. It is the longest 12 miles of my life. <laughs> oh, no. It took so long. And there's no one on the street. So it's just me. It's like a two-lane road. Oh I am just driving. And it's like dark at this yeah, point? Yeah, so it's getting dark. Uh, you can kind of see the sun like kind of over the hills and the mountains. But, yeah, it's like pitch black. I'm driving past just like oh my gosh. farm and then nothing. Farm and then nothing. And so I was just like, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I kept thinking of that movie, The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Oh, see? Oh, that makes it worse. And so I kept thinking. I think gonna be like, I kept going by like farms and then nothing. And then person with a chainsaw on the side of the road and then <laughs> nothing. nothing. And then farms and then nothing. Because I kept thinking like either I'm going to not have gas uh, or no, my thing was like, I'm going to drive this 12 miles and they're not going to have a gas station. And then that's where I get murdered. Because oh my because gosh, if they I, lure people <laughs> in that way. Because then I would go 12 miles and then it would take me another 12 to get back. And then 35 to get to the next town. So I was like, oh, I'm, I don't, ha- I do not have 50 miles worth of gas left. So right? and I was like, the other alternative is that on this road, someone's going to spike my tires, the car is going to flip, and then they're going to murder me. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so what did you do? Like, were you trying to like do anything to make yourself feel better or like uh, listening and listen to some peppy music? No, I, just, <laughs> I, I just turned on my brights and I went like super fast, like definitely over the <laughs> speed limit. And then when I got to the town, it was like Emory, da da da. No signs for gas. There was no sign no. saying go forward, go to the right, nothing. And so it's, it's just like this one ta- like lane thing. I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. Finally, middle of town, there's a one pump gas station. And then, oh my god. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, perfect, I found it. But then I look in the window of the gas station. There's like a close sign. And so I'm like, <gasps> okay. Um, so then, so then I just was like, please have a credit card, like. Because if yeah. not, I'm I've driven all this way. I'm going to be murdered, or I'm gonna die on the side of the road. Got there. Right. There was a credit card thing. You know, whatever. <gasps> oh, so good. I paid for gas, oh, and then I was stabbed in the back. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Like coincidentally, when I got to my hotel, someone tried to murder me. Like, <laughs> totally unrelated. So that was oh. my spooky shit from my drive up, and I was long winded. I apologize, spooky. but I wanted to share that story. So. That's so spooky. That is legitimately, because you were alone, too. Yeah. Like, one time I was helping my brother drive to Colorado, because he lives out there, and, like, 
we were caught in a storm and there was like tumbleweeds, mm-hmm. which was definitely really, really weird, mm-hmm. but it like got super dark and like the rain was like horizontal, but it was kind of okay <sighs> because there was like a lot of other cars out and like I was with my brother, but I cannot imagine on my own being like, this, this is, is it. it. This, this is where, is where I, I go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Do you have any spooky shit? Well, that's. No, <laughs> not that I can think of. Um, my life is, I tend to really, you know, do a very excellent job of avoiding spooky mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm pretty good about that. <laughs> uh, That's okay. Okay, well, that was it for our first episode. Yeah, welcome to Long Awkward Pause. So, you know, we're we're bridging that distance between us and kind of exploring how we want this whole thing to work Mm -hmm. but we're really glad that we're recording again and talking to you guys again and yeah we miss this we do miss i miss miss this a lot okay i was like i'm I'm speaking for both of us a lot here and i think in every episode will be a little different in terms of like we'll we'll have other little little bits to add and things like that so and it's only up from here so yes cool beans all right well thank you everybody i have been your co-host maddie co-host Corby. And we'll see you next week for more Long Awkward Pauses. Goodbye. Bye.